Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 163. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey, I'm AJ, and this is Tom. For those on the podcast, he pointed to the borough that was spelled wrong in the description of the show so, uh, weeks ago. That's so ridiculous. Anyway, we don't actually have a borough in the studio, but we have a pinata that we have named Tom. I really appreciate Tom's presence. I just, I don't know, man. I look at him and go, I like you, Tom. I hate every second of it. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on my negative. Anyway, welcome to Real Talk, where the talk is real and the entertainment is cheap or non-existent. Uh, what is Real Talk? Real Talk is an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Somewhere in the description of this video and or podcast, you will see a link. www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. The real is R-E-A-L. Dash talk. Click it. Go down to submit a question. Follow the prompts. Tippity tap your question, comment, concern, article, news thing, whatever. News thing. Me, good speaker. Hit submit. Goes into our database. Here's the thing, Clint. You're going to be shocked, fun turn. Completely anonymously. Couldn't find you if we tried. We got a lot of questions today, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. And I'm apparently declaring it. I'm not. Dude, you huh? killed me just now. <laughs> well. Yeah. I just like to be honest with her. Entertainment is cheap or non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's um, good stuff. Woo. Anything you want to catch the folks up at home on? Oh, shit, at wipe, all? wipe my tears away Yeah, feel quick. free, man. Wipe your tears Ooh, away. That was good stuff. Um, good. That's good. AJ's life. There may not be. Oh, yeah, the Mountain Dew on the table. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. We'll get to that in a second. Um. No, you know, I can hear production guy in my head right now going, no free advertisements. And today, we are doing, that. it's too late. I said the word Mountain Dew. Anyway, (laughs) we've got Mountain Dew uh, Flaming Hot. I believe it's based off the Flaming Hot Cheetos, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I think you both just said that. I do not see Cheetos at all on here. Interesting. However, either way, (laughs) this is is a classic example. Hey, we got Flaming Hot Cheetos. Mountain Dew, I remember going... What an odd thing. So it's going to be a cheesy, flaming hot Mountain Dew. doesn't say Cheetos anywhere on here. Dude, this is like a Mandela moment. Because you say it said that. Not that this said it, but I saw someone, like, I saw on the on the book a face that, like, a Walmart employee shared. Um, they called it that, too? It was, But it said flaming hot Cheetos on it. We got to talk about Mandela effect again sometimes. We do. Really are, we did a whole episode on that back in the day. What the frick? I know, uh. Oh, yeah. I, what, what's the new name I came up with for uh, the one guy that hates his name, Soldier Boy, which I thought was awesome. S-O-U-L, oh, Soldier. Um, one of our uh, interns. Came up with a new name for him. It was so long ago because we haven't had and, to bring Yeah, and he hated him Tyler. He absolutely <laughs> hated his nickname. It's Legitimately, true. aggressively hated it. Oh, he Because did. he is. He was so angry. Apparently, a little known fact about, fact, fact about uh, we'll call him Tyler for now. Yeah. Formerly known as Soldier Boy, S A U. Formerly known as, I'm not even going to call him that. He got so angry because he was a Marine, a legit Marine, okay? Yeah. I did not know that it was incredibly offensive to call him a soldier. To call him a soldier. Me either. Now, here's the thing I tried to explain to him that I wasn't calling him a soldier, but a soldier. (laughs) S O U L, right? Which offended him even more. Yeah. (laughs) So I got to come up, I came up with a name for that guy. What did we... Oh, yeah, Mad Max. That's right. Mad Max. That was the original name. That's one. right. So anyway, his name's Mad Max. Um, I forgot about Mad why Max. Why did I say all this? I don't remember. There was a reason I referenced him. 
but I do not remember it now. That's that's, so that's embarrassing. That's anyway, hilarious. just wanted to bring up the fact he hated his nickname. So we're mm-hmm. back to the OG nickname for him, which is Mad Max. Mad Max. Because he's a lunatic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Guy's legit insane. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This is great. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to drink this. Fun turn got this, this Mountain Dew Flaming Hot. It's going to be interesting. It says that it's Mountain Dew Flaming Hot with a blast of heat. And citrus. So we'll see what that's all about here in a few minutes. But in the meantime, AJ. and it is it is a based off Cheetos, Cheetos Flaming Hot. I looked it up. Whew. It's a combo with a uh, PepsiCo and the people who bring Cheetos. Why, why would there be no? Why doesn't it say Cheetos. Cheetos on there? So weird. Why would they? That's such like a like. Why would they hey, not do that? But that's crack research. It is. Well done. All right. Well done. That's you, insane. Do you? Uh, <laughs> there's not a single. Mention. Single mention of no, a Cheeto, not a picture of a Cheeto. Literally nowhere. Nowhere. They got, they got screwed out of a marketing opportunity. Yeah, I really. Am, yeah, do they own Cheetos? Oh, they do not. Okay, that really? doesn't make sense. Not at all. There's something smelling fishy here. Instead, they decided to put a little devil guy up here. Yeah, <laughs> that is know. on the Cheetos. I'm pretty sure as well. I'm looking. At- <laughs> I've never had flaming hot Cheetos. Such a defender of the Cheetos, man. Like, uh, wait, you're you're saying the little devil guys on the cheat like the flaming hot Cheetos? I'm pretty sure it is. Pulled up on images. Oh man, I do not like this re- first Maybe review I read of this accidentally as I Googled this really? I'm trying to see. Do you want to give us a heart attack or a stroke? <laughs> I don't even want to give a star. I'm sorry. Abomination <laughs> is a wonderful way to describe the freak. <laughs> Abomination. Man. Um, oh man, man! I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that I think we might have. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh yeah, PepsiCo does oh, own dude. Cheetos. You are so uh, that makes more sense. Okay, However, so they can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, how, we'll talk about this later. This has gotten out of hand. This but is hilarious. This was not meant to be a, a big topic of discussion today. <laughs> so my apologies, but fun turn. <laughs> nice job in the crack reporting. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You. Your name is AJ. That's me. Did you have something you wanted to share about your life? Uh, uh I don't think so, man. I think I'm just kind of, you know, I would say, <laughs> we mentioned this last week about updates. Um, I would say the only thing to update people on is is I feel like I am slowly starting to kind of try to um, shift my mindset as far as like, um, instead of just adhering to my mind as far as like, oh yeah, like this is just how things are. Like, and like, I can tend to look at things more negatively instead of more positive. You know, I can tend, I I can tend to, uh, say, Hey, I, I'm not going to do this or I can't do that. And I know you had a really good talk with us Sunday, a men's group, um, about the idea of starting, you know, uh, I'm going to start this, you know, I'm going to do this. And like, I've been trying to take that more serious. Um, so I'd say that's probably my biggest update is I'm actually trying to, instead of like, even just terminology, instead of saying, well, I'm not going to do this. It's going to say, I'm going to, I want to say, I'm going to start doing this. So, and I think that's already helped in some instances. So Yeah. We watched a video that he's not referencing for some reason. Oh that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. At men's group. Uh, it was pretty intriguing. And I, I, I won't, the only reason I won't talk about it here without, because anyway, it's the idea of, of. No, changing, and you kind of said it, another guy, um, I'll just say his name, he deserves it, his name's Jack Donovan, Yeah, not a Christian, but he references the idea um, of of no longer saying, I'm going to stop doing something, but start doing something, so instead of, I'm going to stop being so out of shape, I'm going to start 
uh, being active, you know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he goes much deeper and philosophical, but mm-hmm. which and is it, cool. And I have, you know, I think that's cool that you're you're, you know, going to apply that. Yeah, definitely been trying to make small steps, and also just like trying to be more active in my listening and like actually taking people's advice. I've been trying to take that more serious as well because I know it's you know it's not something I do well. So, but I'm going to. I'm going to start doing that and start listening. How are you going to do it? Um, actually apply people's advice. So if someone says, hey, Jay, go throw this rock over there, I'm actually going to throw the rock over there. Okay, but so. what prevented you before from doing it? <clears throat> pride. So how is pride not going to do it now? Just because you're aware of it? Right, like, what's what's going to stop your pride from doing that next time? Um, explaining how I'm feeling. Gotcha. Like, if someone is giving me advice, I want to actually just be up front with, like, whether that's, hey, like, I feel... I feel like I can already feel myself not wanting to do this, or I can feel That's like actually idea. just being transparent and not just saying, I'll do that. And then I, I'm already like, there's already reservations in me, but I'm not telling anybody about those reservations. So actually being transparent with like the reservations I may have, or like I can feel, or if I feel myself like not wanting to do something and actually like talking through that. And I think that will help me rationalize. And cause I think a lot of the time I know I want to do those things, but I let, I let myself and like my inner pride, take over and not get rid of those thoughts they just kind of stay there and they eventually win Mm. that's fair so well that's exciting yeah man um (laughs) (laughs) you already knew i knew what i was getting to i wasn't even no i wasn't gonna say that it was just i knew what you were about to do so because you are now paranoid and then i'm gonna say you're not gonna ask me (laughs) but before we do that fun turn anything no, nothing too crazy. I, uh, oh, I went on an huh. epic, epic journey this morning, and I thought I was better shape for walking everywhere, but apparently I'm not. Even though well, I'm you got your good regularly. walking boots on. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I, <laughs> no, that was terrible. They are cool boots, though. Oh. Uh, terrible for the feet. Terrible. I'm getting. Mind you got like, blisters? Uh, I probably will. That we'll sucks. See. We'll yeah. see. Blisters are terrible. It's. It was yes, not a are. fun thing. I was hobbling around town trying to. Go from one end to the other, and I was going. This is this is not fun at all. I jogged for a little bit. It was, it was <laughs> you jogged. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, I need <laughs> to get back. I am Where's, late. You an old Mad Max? Go? Where'd you jog from? I bet Mad Max runs in boots. <clears throat> I can see oh, that. I forgot how to run in boots. I think that also hindered. Well, it's me. not a common thing. Uh, yeah, that's very true. I, that's a fun fact about me. I wore boots nonstop for multiple years because. I, the buddies I was hanging out with, there was always a, a, just a chance that we would go do something crazy that involved going out in the boonies. Mud, dirt, yeah, whatever. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So you couldn't wear tennis shoes. And eventually you learned this because you were like, yeah, so I can't wear tennis shoes. you wearing boots all the time. Yeah, because there was always a chance of chaos. So you had to be ready for Makes the possibility that you were going to go to some random location that you've never been to before in the <laughs> middle of the woods in a marsh <laughs> and go chop wood. Like you, you didn't mean a know marsh? what was going to happen. It was just, <laughs> just, just constant chaos. So I learned how to run in boots and run downhill and do oh, all yeah. sorts of strange things in boots. That I, it eventually changed how I run completely. And then uh, I got yeah. taught how to You're running run with heavy like, feet. Uh-huh. Then people were like, you, you actually run like this, Clint. And I was like, oh, well... <laughs> That explains why my back hurts all the time and 
why I hate oh. running. And they're like, yeah, you run like you're running low to the ground. You need to stand up straight and run. That is true. <laughs> he, like, he, he, like, he, but he used to look... You, you know what you did? You remember when... Uh, I think it's... Is it Naruto? What is that anime? No, yeah, the Naruto. Naruto. The people who do the meme yeah, run. That's yeah, that's what uh-huh. he used to look like. His hands were just not behind him. Uh huh. Mm. They're just Low down on my side. And yeah, that's mm. true. It makes sense now. Oh yeah. He yeah. Anyway, he he mentioned Marsh, and I and I, I corrected him to Morsh. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's a ridiculous story. Yeah, it was. As soon as he said that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is bringing back so many memories." Shout out to a cer- certain person out there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I don't know what we call him. Lucky Charms. <clears throat> Lucky Charms, I love it. Lucky Charms, shout out to you. <laughs> Morsh instead of Marsh. It's German. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> if he ever watches, that's pretty funny. Oh yeah, it's an inside joke. Sorry, I was distracted momentarily, folks. I'm back. Which goes great since I was just sh- just shamed last week for this very thing. <laughs> Don't let the shame get to you, man. I won't. I will reject it. You reject the shame. Reject it. Throw it on the ground. Kick it. We don't want to hear any crap from any of you. We love you guys. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's cool, man. He did. He did the. Uh, he marched around town in his boots. It's true, and man. Fetched us. He was on a mission. Hot Cheetos. Undo. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that was worth it. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So yeah, how are you doing, man? Good. How's your week been? Yeah. Anything new? Pretty good. Um, to I worked out during the day instead that of midnight, new. which was nice. <laughs> uh, Got it out of the way. Yeah. So there's that. Then I'm like, maybe I should run. But there's that. And one thing I didn't mention. That you know about, that I've okay. never mentioned on the air, I don't think, is this debacle that I have had with my haircuts lately. <laughs> if anyone's watched the show, I'm sure at some point you've noticed, what's wrong with this hair? What's wrong with Todd's hair? Maybe you can't, but to me, it's been maddening. I, for various reasons, I ended up leaving the place I got my hair cut before. Primarily, I felt a little comfortable, okay, had Nothing to do with the person that come here, just in general. Sure. You experienced some of this. I have, yes. You were there. Mm-hmm. I had valid reason. Oh, definitely had valid reason. So I then go all the way to another town to get my hair cut, right? Yes, you did. To a place yes, you do. of, how can I call it? Just, let's just call it as a nickname. Seesaw. Uh, seesaw? Is that what you said? Talking about the, you're talking about the city, right? No. <laughs> Now I get it. No, I thought you were talking about the business. I'll, oh, call, I'll call the business scissor hair. All right? Because I don't want to give any sort of, you know what I mean? So I go all the way to, I, now I can say, I don't know why you couldn't say the town. I don't know. Warsaw. He went to this. To a place called Scissor Town. All right? No, he went to Scissor Town. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Scissor hair. Let's just go Scissor Town because that's going to be way easier for me scissor to say. Scissor Town and Seesaw. So... At Scissor Town in this other this in Warsaw, oh, God, this chain. Okay, and the first time I went, decent results, not great, but decent. Okay, yeah. and again, I don't I don't mean to be mean when I'm talking about this. I'm, it's okay to be okay? critical at your hair, but people understand. First of all, it's tough to find. To get, every man will tell you, it's tough to find a place that, like to get a good fade. It's true, okay? man. That's the one thing. 
And really, the only thing I ever had going for me was my hair. <laughs> so, this is why it's important to me. I go to Scissor Town and get my hair cut. I go a second time, I get another person. Okay? Different. I mean, I've literally went to Scissor Town three times now. Yeah. I got a different person every time. Actually, four times. Wow. So you went with me the one time. I did. When we had, this is another strange adventure. Oh. <laughs> I, I want you to understand. <laughs> so I use the online app to check in. And I told AJ to do that too. Well, AJ picks the wrong scissor town. I did. there's a different. Okay, so we pull in and I say my name. AJ goes, I saw immediately. AJ says, hey, I checked it online to the lady. She goes, you sure? Because your name's not here. And turns out he had done the one across town. Yep. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, fun turn. Pay attention to this, because I know you're not. But this is an important story. I come back from the bathroom. I'm next in line. I ask the lady, "Do I have enough time to use the restroom?" She says, "Oh yeah," because she's sweeping hair, you know. Yeah. When I come out, AJ's in the chair, getting his haircut. He wasn't even signed in online. So I sit down. She then looks over at me and goes, hey, decide to take AJ first. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't remember her reason because I'd have to wait longer. Yes, because I would have had I would have been kicked to the bottom of the list. Uh-huh. And you would have gotten your hair cut, and then we would have waited through all those people to get to me. So she's like, hey, we can just cut your hair first, and then we'll go to Todd. I was like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> Symbolic of our lives, by the way. <laughs> So, same lady, really nice lady. Yeah, really Super nice. nice lady. Yeah, First time she, she was coming cool. here, it was, it was okay. <laughs> Last time, oh, this is where it gets weird. Again, I mean this genuinely. I'm not just saying this to be nice. I, I hesitate to say this because I really, really like this lady. She was genuinely very nice. Yeah. I tell the lady, because my hair was pretty long. Sure. I mean, for me. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. <clears throat> I tell her to take half an inch off and to point cut it, and which means they cut it at an angle because I got dark hair to texturize your hair, okay? I, 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 before everyone goes, oh, my gosh, Todd, you know a bunch about hair. Trust me, I didn't for years and years. I had to, I had to ask them. Yeah, sure. So first thing she does is take my hair and immediately chop off an inch and a half, okay? <laughs> straight across, straight across. There's no point. It just... In my in crazy parts, that is, to me, that wasn't even the worst part yet. No, I'm not there yet. I know. So she then, you can tell right now, this is my last haircut. She went super high here. Those are watching the video, okay? That's why my hair looks a little weird lately and has for, for, for months, okay? Mm-hmm. I got to speed through this because I'm losing people probably. So what ends up happening too is, oh, so then man. we come to my neck and she says, squared around it. I say... Rounded, because weird, funny story about that. I got that from my grandpa. Interesting. He passed away. He always rounded. Anyway, I never told you that. That's and why then, I get yeah. it rounded, because most guys, get, I think, get it squared. I get it rounded. She pulls out, and it comes to my neck. Have you seen those razors that use, like, I don't even know what they're called. Maybe okay. Funtern can look this up. They're the kind of razors that actually have, like, like, I think it's kind of like a band. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, like a sheet of metal instead that goes, like, in a circular motion, instead of um, instead of the clippers. Do you know okay. what I'm talking about? I think I do. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called, though. I don't either. He may be able to find it. Which that, I was a little leery anyway. So as she's doing it, it's hurting. Okay? So I get done, 
<clears throat> I come back. I immediately look at my hair. I knew the moment she cut. I know this is. And here's the thing. I have a big head. So if the top is not significantly longer than the sides, I just look like I have a watermelon head. Okay? <clears throat> so I come out, and I'm like, well, this is disastrous. You know, and it still is. You, I mean, it still is pretty pretty short. It's been two weeks. Yeah, it is pretty short. Which, which I, you didn't even notice. It's true. <laughs> I did not. Um, but we're now getting to the worst part. <clears throat> so I it was hurting like crazy, I think, the next day. The next day at night. And I ask you, along with other people, I go, hey, it's my neck. Is there anything on my neck? And why don't you go ahead and describe what, oh, what was dude, on my neck? It was, I mean, there was <clears throat> literal, like, know, slash marks on the back of your neck. I think that I can have you put this picture on the you, show. You got a picture? Them. I think I can do this. Okay, I'll put look. it up. And then people, because I don't think people are really going to believe me. Dude. About I, how bad this was. It was, I mean, it looked like so, like, like it looked like a cat had, had gotten on your back repeatedly. and just repeatedly clawed the back of your neck over and over again. It was rough looking, man. And it makes sense why it hurts so much. Oh, dude. It, and it, it's, I don't know. Is it good now? Oh, it, yeah. It lasts. Yeah, it healed up fine. It's good now. But I could not believe how much she had cut the back of your neck, dude. It was, like, I'm not exaggerating. It was bad. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't believe it wasn't, like, bloody. Like, it wasn't bleeding. So, anyway, what have I decided to do? Agreed. And it hurt. It legit yeah. hurt. Now, I'm not, well, Ty, why didn't you call and complain? Because she was a super nice lady. It's fair, but I also nice. think she might have been the manager, which Ooh. then who are you talking to? Right. So, you know, I've now decided that I'm going to go all the way to Fort Wayne <laughs> and try another place that is more expensive, which I hate because you know that I hate spending money. That's right, man. I'm going to the local sport here. <laughs> yeah. Or I might try your buddy the barber. Buddy the barber. We'll see. Nice. Anyway, that's something that's been happening. Uh, <laughs> Um, other than that, as far as real stuff, yeah. I mean, we, we talk about our life a lot, so I guess I won't this week, but I, I, I almost want to say what I told you last night. I'm like, hey, man, I got something to tell you. Oh, Remember that? <laughs> yes. What do you mean? I'm insane. No. <clears throat> so, it's funny how your mind works sometimes. Oh, yeah. But, hey, God's good. Had a good, uh, had a great Easter service this past weekend in church, so that was cool. Yeah, man, it went well. Um. A lot of, a lot of people, man, going to the altar. Which Second is really most cool. people being there ever too at right? our church. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, and if our members, if the if our <laughs> members of our church would come, it would have broke the record. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so yeah, <clears throat> that's something. I do want to mention that to not be discouraged about your hair debacles because there will never be a hair debacle more epic than episode. 60 or 70 or 80. I don't remember which one it is, but uh -huh. I, pu I put it up on the screen a couple episodes ago of, of my epic hair debacle. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, so don't get discouraged, man, because I don't think you'll ever have one as bad as that one. <laughs> I was feeling so, uh, I was feeling so good. <laughs> and then, uh, first, the moment I saw myself, I went, oh my gosh, why would no one ever tell me that, that I looked like this? So, you're not there, man. That was a very funny thing. You're not there. It, I will still to this day say, because people say, Todd, why'd you let him go on air like that? I said, hey, man, I don't know what you're going for. So if that's what you're going for, cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you throw that up for him again. <sighs> we can put them side by side. We can put your, put your, your neck. neck, and then we can put my, my yeah. little debacle. 
That that can be a recurring picture. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Best part was pre-show the next week. You go, why did you let me do this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do have a lot of great questions today, so we're going to segue into uh, moving on, but <clears throat> pretty excited. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you for those that sent questions in. Uh, yes. and, and you know what's cool, man? These are the kind of questions we used to get a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Not that there's, I love all questions, but the ones that are where people are really, you know, thinking through and, and pondering. So um, I'm excited. Absolutely. So in saying that, oh, go ahead, Fun Turn. So what I could find is. Oh, the razor. Oh, nice. First of all, one of the most uh, apparently well kept secrets in the, that world because Google was not incredibly helpful but from what i saw there are two names one is more likely that this is the name and it's a called a foil shaver that's it that's the one mm-hmm. that's what you right. wait she used. it's a what a foil shaver here foil shaver okay yes that is what it did and it cut me to pieces man jeez a foil for, shaver <clears throat> like close shaving gotcha yeah, the problem is <clears throat> i do not think that thing was very sharp man oh so she was really digging in to get it it just yeah this is what it looks like let me see this foil shaver. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now. Brad. Brad has an adjustment. Like, uh, not an adjustment. Brad mm-hmm. has an attachment that looks like that on his own personal razor. That's I've seen him good. do it. Yep. Yep, Brad has one. And it's very, it's very nice. It's like you can almost like, it's almost like clean shaving without actually using a razor. It's very interesting. Really? Yeah. Because like, it's it, like he said, it's for the really close shave, and it can get like so like sh- say you're like shaping your beard, and you have like the extras there still that like your your even like just like the razor itself, like if you're using a electric razor, and you just don't have a guard on it and you just do it, it doesn't get all of it still. You put that guy on and it gets even closer and it can get some a lot of that off. So it's almost like a, it's like you're using a actual razor to shave it, but not using one. Yeah, man, I don't know. I guess I just didn't have a very good experience with it. Oh, she must have been. It it, it legit hurt, man. That's crazy. Anyway, (laughs) nice, super nice lady. I really mean that. I'm not just saying that to, like, really enjoy talking to her, very friendly. Um, You know, those are hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I'm fine not talking, (laughs) you know, in those situations. Oh, sure. But if you're gonna talk, you know it was very comfortable and kind, and it was it didn't seem awkward. You know the where they you can tell they're like trying to. It's like, hey, what have you been up to? One time I had a lady ask me what I was doing. You know, I was coming here, oh, man. and she's like, hey, you know what? And then at the end, it's like, so you don't have any plans? And I was like, you pretty like like I was the most boring person in the world because it just kept going. So it was really funny. Going, going, going. Yeah, anyway. I would prefer. I, I get you. I'd prefer if they're just gonna be awkward, just not speak. I would just. Because <laughs> you're just yeah, like, listen, this is just forced awkwardness at this point. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> so it makes sense, man. Ugh. Good research, Fun Turn. Fun yeah, Turn's on yeah. it on the research. Today, I would have never it. known. Me either. Um, foil. That's yep, exact, yep. And that's even what it looks like that, man. It's just a piece of metal kind of rolling mm-hmm. around. But mm-hmm. It's actually interesting how those things cut. Yes, and I don't know why they call it a foil shaver either. Because it's, I think, a thin piece of metal. Oh, it's a foil. Yeah. Thin. Anyway, ready for question number one? I'm ready. As we segue to anonymous questions asked by you. Number one, what does it mean to be justified in the Bible? So, Great question. I actually looked up a definition, so I, I wouldn't butcher this. Um, this is the source is uh, 
Brit- Britannica. 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 <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's one. Yeah, Britannica. And uh, it says, justification in Christian theology says, uh, the act by which God moves a willing person from the state of sin, and then uh, in parentheses, injustice, to the state of grace, justice. Or another one they gave is the change in a person's condition moving from a state of sin to a state of righteousness. Um, and I think one thing that people have a hard time understanding about you know, being justified after you're saved is like, the idea that, like, you're not being viewed the way you view, you're viewing yourself. Like, sure. God is seeing you, like, Jesus is now covered. He, you're covered for Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah. And you are now looked at, God sees you as Jesus instead of your sin. Yeah. And so, like, people have a hard time understanding that. So Yeah, and justified's an originally kind of a legal term. So when you're justified, you are... Declared not guilty. You are right. you are now righteous before God. You are made right with Him. That's good because that penalty's been paid. So that's great. Um, that's what it means. It means that you know, and that's a permanent thing. Once you've accepted Christ, that's that God does that completely. You don't do anything else. That's right. I it's mean, gifted. You, yeah, you, that is not. You have no part in that. That is God's grace to you through Jesus Christ, and you are justified and declared innocent and righteous in His sight. It's good, man. Because Jesus stood in front of you and took your place. It's good. Good stuff. Yes, and it brings us to our next question, which is kind of a, a, a it's a different but almost similar, and I think people get it mixed around a lot, mm-hmm. which for you, Todd, the next question is, what does it mean to be sanctified? So whoever asks these questions, if they're related, probably studying kind of what happens when you're saved, because typically when you become saved, you can kind of, three things are sort of promised to a believer that you'll be justified, that you'll be sanctified, and that you'll someday be glorified. Mm. So sanctified is set apart. The term actually means set apart for a special use. So it means God used this in the, whole, in the Old Testament all the time about setting things apart. His people were set apart from the rest of the world. Yeah. But the best way to put it is this, it's the... I'm so sorry, excuse me. It is being um, to be set apart to be holy. Yeah. So when we put our faith in Christ... This is something that we have a process in. We are sanctified when we put our faith in Christ, set apart. And then a process begins called sanctification in which we become more like Jesus and less like our old selves. And we have a part in that. When we're obedient, that process can happen easier, more smoothly, and better, right? Yes. Um, but he will finish that good work in us. So that one's an interesting one because we are viewed as sanctified in his sight, but that we can become more sanctified and should as believers as life goes on and we obey him more and become more like him. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Does that seem pretty clear? Oh, yeah. So that's it's funny. Justification we have nothing to do with. Sanctification, the process at least, we are sanctified once we put our faith in him, set apart, and then we, we become, once we're set apart... It's the process of sanctification to become more like him when we Oof. obey and follow him. And we have a part in that in our obedience or in our obedience. So great question. Nice. So and then glorified just for those is the the state someday um, when either Christ comes back or we die, in which we will be completely spotless and sinless before him. It's crazy, right? man. And be exactly who we were supposed to be. It's beautiful. Yep. All right, here we go, AJ. Hey, Jay. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I struggle to believe I'm forgiven of my past. I think about my mistakes slash past sins a lot, and there are a lot of people who hate me because of it. <laughs> How can I be forgiven if Christians won't and can't forgive me? It's confusing because when I first became a Christian, they said I could, quote, 
come as I am, end quote. But it feels like it was a one-time thing, and then I'm not forgiven once I screw up as a Christian. Please help me understand. It's hmm. a great question. Um, it's it's cool that the justified and sanctified questions are asked before this Good one. Point, actually. Because, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, whoever asked this question, I think some of that will be answered in, in those two previous questions we just answered. But also, you know, I'll, I'll, I chalk it up a lot of the time to human insecurity. Mm. Uh, you know, even in leaders of the church at times, you know, we are all sinners and humans, and we have a fleshly side to us, and we are flawed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we let our insecurity get in the way, and so we judge people, and we try to hold people down so we, that we can prop ourselves up on top of them because it's hard for us to imagine um, <laughs> how real the grace that God offers us is and how we're supposed to give that grace to others as well. And, you know, I think we offer, we're, it's easier for us to do that with people we don't know because we're, we, don't have to, we don't have to personally deal with their junk, you know. And so we, we paint this picture a lot of the time, the Church of the Capital C. I feel like we tend to paint this picture of, like, come as you are, like you said. And then, and then they, you know, we're all about it. And then as soon as you're more involved, we just expect you to be cleaned up because we can't handle another person who's just, imperfect for some reason. Don't mm-hmm. know why. But uh, it's just hard for us to deal with. Um, I do have some scripture I wanted to read, though, to help you. Um, and please correct me if these are not within good context. <laughs> hey, but, but I hope they are. So uh, first one's uh, John 10, 27, 28. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mm-hmm. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Uh, who is saying these things? If you are saved and you put your faith in Christ, you are not alone ever, and uh, you cannot be taken away. Um, next one is Romans five nineteen through 20. It says, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience that many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Mm. Uh, you know, the law came to, to try to make more trespass. You know, you can relate that to people you know, leaders in the church, congregation members, or whatever you want to call it, or whoever's, you know, making this hard for you, you know, they're there to, you know, sometimes just from the, in, you know, imperfection or in our flaws, like, you know, they're, they are there to to try to make it, you know, they make it harder on us because they have those insecurities and whatnot, and, you know, they're saying, but, you know, the truth is that, you know, we're sin increased, grace abounds even more because God, you know, Jesus' sacrifice is all covering, so... Yeah. I don't know. I hope that helps. Yeah, man. I think that I don't have much to add. I think it's really good that you brought up insecurities of other people. <clears throat> and people are hateful, man. And there's a lot of people that yeah. claim to be Christians that aren't. And, you know, from what I'm seeing here, you're saying, I, I know you kind of are owning that you've made mistakes in past things. Which is you're cool. not making excuses. Mm-hmm. So then we have to assume that there are people that are just not, I don't know, man, that, that can't look out, that can't. They don't. The other thing is, people don't see themselves and what they are. That's true, man. Or they can't they, handle it. Yeah, and what they would be without somebody because they've wronged someone in their life, you know. And oh like, yeah. What if and that whole thing, man? Those who forgive much forgive much. Yes. And um, if you can't forgive, the way you forgive, God will forgive you, right? Is Scripture talks about. So it's good. Yeah, I like that you said in people's insecurities, and it's one of those things too. AJ just gave you a couple of good voice. <clears throat> sorry, verses. You, you got to have stuff you cling to in those moments, the, the truth of God, because, you know, what if the whole world was telling you a lie? And even though that sounds scary and hard, you'd have to have something to cling to. And, yes. and what we cling to is, is the truth of God's word. And hopefully you, you have some people around you that can remind you and, and remind you that you are loved and forgiven and that your past doesn't define you. 
Um, so hang in there. I, I relate to that. Mm. I understand. That's good, man. So God loves you, and I promise you that. Thanks for asking the question. Yeah. It's good. And you are forgiven. Amen. The Bible says he's thrown your sin as far as the east is from the west. And that when we repent, you know, even in First John, which he's talking to believers, um, <clears throat> if we repent, um, he's merciful mm. to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You know, that's pretty cool. Mm. So it's good. Anyway. Next question for you, Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Todd. Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying our names weird today, apparently. Next question is, what is a, uh, quote, second baptism, end quote, in the Holy Spirit? I heard this at a church service before and had something to do with speaking with tongues. Oh, well, we've gotten this similar question before. Yes, we have. Um, So, first of all, I'm just going to be honest with you. The Bible doesn't mention any kind of second baptism in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mention it. Now, what it does mention is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, a, and the idea of filling of the Holy being filled with the Holy Spirit, this concept, mm-hmm. which I haven't talked about on, we haven't talked about before, so that'll be interesting, but even that is not what you think. So, uh, what do we know? Well, I, have, I got some verses here for you <clears throat> that, that kind of tells you it's a one-time thing. Well, I guess I should define what they say. This idea of a second baptism is you get saved, and then somewhere along the line, you... The Holy Spirit comes on you again, baptizes you again, and then typically the tongues thing is everyone will experience tongues. If you've had this, this second baptism, it's a Pentecostal view, you will, yeah. ex- you will speak in tongues. Everyone will. And if you don't, right. then you haven't had that second baptism yet. And it's this kind of higher level, for lack of a better word, that everybody should aspire to. Mm. Okay, So they would say you're saved, but if you haven't spoken in tongues, you haven't reached that kind of higher level yet. Does that make sense? Yep. So... Um, <laughs> their evidence for that is typically Pentecost that will say that, but my, my opinion, and I think it's pretty strong biblically, is, you know, Acts 1 and 2, Jesus says in Acts 1, you will receive power when the Spirit comes upon you. That's all a one-time thing. So then in Acts 2, when the Spirit comes on them, like fire and they speak in tongues, one, it's not, and I've said this before, it's not a, some sort of unintelligible language. It was a language that people in the crowd understood. Yes. Because remember, these are a bunch of different national or different ethnic groups, and all of a sudden they were hearing it in their language. They could all understand. Yeah. So uh, how do we know that? Well, every believer is baptized in the Holy Spirit. You are sealed with it, Scripture says, meaning it's in there, it's never leaving. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13 says, For just as one body, for just as a body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. It's good. Jews are Greek, slaves are free, and we're all made to drink, and it means of the Spirit. So all did, right? Um, Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, when you heard the word of the truth, which is what? The gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Whew. There it is. So, in him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, I'm sorry, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when you believe in Christ, boom, it happens. Man. <clears throat> Jesus also promised this. Um, he says in uh, John 14, 16, I will ask the Father, he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Man. So it's there. And then Galatians 3, 2 says, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Man, that's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So That's a good one. 
that's that's a one-time thing. Now, this idea of filled with the Spirit that sometimes we'll talk about, and uh, this is an Old Testament new. Sometimes the Spirit would fill people up. So like Samson, right? Yep. Um, talked about Peter was filled with the Spirit actually in Acts when he and he became very bold when he was preaching in front of someone. So you're like, well, Todd, isn't that a second? No, it's not a second baptism. What this implied is, and I'm going to quote a couple of verses that I'll kind of point out what I'm saying. Okay. Ephesians 5.18 says, and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Okay, what does that mean? And then 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not quench the Spirit. So even though we all have the Holy Spirit, we can, through our disobedience, hinder its ability to work in our lives. Yeah, to move us, absolutely. Right? And it's interesting because we just talked about the word sanctification, right? It's that hindering. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is being obedient, being in the Word, doing the things God says to the point that, and this is going to sound crazy, for lack of a better word, for people that maybe aren't familiar, it's kind of like you're possessed by the Holy Spirit, right? You, mm-hmm. It is in you, and it allows you and can and will direct your movements and you know help you to be bold and give you all those things. So when we don't hinder the Holy Spirit, that's what it is to be letting it, like filled means being letting it in control of us, fully yes. controlled. Does that make sense? It's like listening to a life So instead coach. of, yeah, so, except it's, yeah, with us forever and it's living. So instead of the works of the flesh, we'll be able to live out of the, the fruit of the Spirit. It's good, man. So I only threw that in there in case you're ever confused with that, what that means. But overall, it's pretty clear. The other thing they would say too, and I've spoken directly with some pastors from this denomination, two separate ones, both told me that uh, that the second indwelling, if you don't have it, you, you don't have your spiritual gifts, which there's no biblical indication of that that I see in Scripture. So yeah. does that mean that they aren't believers? No, I wouldn't say that, you know, because you can believe in Jesus Christ, and that's the the issue. Um, but I do not believe the Bible. I think the Bible is pretty clear um, that it's a one-time thing, that we are sealed and sanctified with it, and that, however, we can hinder its ability to move in our lives and transform us, continue to transform us by our disobedience and sin. Mm. Is that is that very clear? Absolutely. Okay. Great question, by the way. Oh yeah. So, um, I, and, and just to throw it in there, I do not believe everyone has the, the gift to speak in tongues. Now, there are people yeah. s- who believe that all excuse me all the gifts that are mentioned like that tongues and those kinds of things no longer exist. I wouldn't go that far. I think God's going to do what God's going to do. But certainly, we know that not everyone speaks in tongues. I mean, First Corinthians uh, twelve through fourteen makes that very clear. It's good, man. So, all right, great questions. You ready for this one, AJ? I'm ready. It's a deepy. It's a deepy. Let's do it. Does, does God still show miracles today? Absolutely, God still shows miracles today. Um, you know, Paul. Sorry, I, I, I love one. of the neck. Oh, did you really? Oh yeah, it's oh, bad. Boy. Dude. I didn't even realize. How bad oh man. It was. Anyway, we'll pop it up earlier in the yeah. show. Um, so Paul, you know, I love how Paul explains the gospel through his own life and what God did for him. And because to Looking me, that's something up, not paying attention. <laughs> not ignoring him. Don't. Um, and so I love what I love that he does that because to me, that's him showing the miracle that God has done in his life. And that is why we talk about testimonies. And even now to this day, you know, your life, you know, if, if you are saved and, and you know, you've seen the things that don't quite make sense or the, the situations that came about that changed, you know, the entire direction of your life, like that is a testimony to the miracle that God has done in your life. Like miracles are very evident today. Um, You know, you can see that in your own life. If you look, you can look at anybody else's life and it tends to be easier to look at other people's lives, but you can see miracles everywhere. Um, And 
it can be very convicting because I know, at least for me personally, you know, I can get caught up in all the negativity, whether that's like, you know, if you, you know, you can live out of seeing the sin in other people or seeing your own sin and just beating yourself up, beating other people up. Like you just, you, you forget that, that the constant miracle that God has given, um, even just in his grace, that's a miracle in itself and his mercy. That's a miracle in itself. You know, it talks about the, the cup of wrath that is to be poured on you because of the fact that you've sinned, you know, and that we continue to, and that that's a miracle of what Christ did. Like people, you know, and I know people say, well, it's the question specifically about today, but like we live in that every day. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. That's really good, man. And I, I, I don't really have much to add to that. I think a lot of God, of course, God does miracles. A lot of it is our own life and testimony. He changes us. Absolutely. You know, I knew AJ before. Yep. I know him now. That is literally a miracle. And there are other things that, that God moves. Here's the thing that I would say in Scripture talks about this. There's a really powerful verse in the, in the parable of Lazarus that Jesus gives, or the rich man, right? And the, the, other, the, the rich man and the poor man, Lazarus, where he tells the story of this rich man dying, and then he, he asks, hey, um, you know, I think he talks to Abraham. And he's like, can you please give me, and, or Lazarus, can you please give me a drink? And you know, all these other things, because he's miserable. He's in hell, essentially. And um, he says, I can't, I can't come to where you're at, you know, all this. And he goes, well, at least let me go back and warn, <clears throat> or at least go tell people, let me warn my family. And <clears throat> the character in the parable makes this interesting statement, which is Jesus is saying, right? And he goes, if they, did, if they did not believe Moses and the prophets, they wouldn't even believe if a man was raised from the dead. <laughs> Powerful foreshadowing. Man. So the point is, even if God perf- like did crazy miracles that, and he does, but I mean, let's say wild ones, you see, the result would be the same. Mm. The hard-hearted people would still reject him because they did back then and they will now because the issue is not whether or not he exists deep down. It's their refusal, right, to bow the knee to the, to the creator, they, to, to get off the throne of their life, quit pretending to be God. Mm. And a lot of times people want miracles <clears throat> to to make them have faith. Well, the scripture also kind of implies that a, that a faith based on miracles is a weak faith. Jesus kind of even says that, right? He says, you believe because you saw me do these things. Blessed are those who believe without seeing, mm. right? Because it's always going to be dependent and on, you know, what's the next thing. So yeah, man, we shouldn't, miracles are incredible and absolutely God moves in miracles. Still, yes, We've seen man, them. yes. But you know what? You don't, you don't need flashy things. Um, you don't have to, you know what I mean? Our faith, he moves in the quiet ways too, I guess. You know, so yes. You can see him in that. So, Hey, Clint, how's the that. volume, man? Oh, it's going pretty good. Right, it's pretty good. good. I just want to check. Cool. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, did I ask the last question or did you ask the last question? I don't remember. I now. did. Okay. So let's see. Next question. Interesting. It says, uh, how do we know which things are cultural in the New Testament and which things are literal? And they give an example. It says, head coverings for women, women shouldn't be silent in church, etc. Um, so this is a great, great, great question, and one that I, I have wrestled with and wrestled with because, and even the answer I give on the surface for those that are like, oh, I don't know if the, I, I can, I guess I can still remember me whether well, the answer I'm giving would have been a good enough answer. Mm-hmm. So it said head coverings and women should be silent in church. That's brought up in Corinthians. It's all a couple things. The context in which the the section of Scripture is said. Mm-hmm. That's how we know. So we use head coverings. 
the context of the entire chapter, Paul's talking about, one, is that the, the church in Corinth, and we know this because it mentions, I think, in like verse 33 and oh, what chapter it is, I don't remember. I always remember that because 33 being my football number. Um, it's on my neck. Yeah. Anyway, that's not why. <laughs> but he mentions that the church in Corinth's services were chaotic. Yes. People were screaming. People are, the people that could speak in tongues were doing that with no interpreter. Everybody was talking over each other. Women were yelling out loud. Men, it's just chaos. And so the context is, is Paul is trying to tell them how to have order that God is God of order, and there should be order in this, right? This yes. isn't right, and their pride's in the way. And it's So really part of that is he, when he talks about, let's say, head coverings, the first thing he says is that a woman's hair is her glory. It is a covering. So he's long hair, and, and the context of all this is when you know the culture um, in Corinth, right, is in Corinth, well, we'll get to that. Women should be women. They shouldn't, you know be like men or try to act like men or pretend to be men, right? Yeah. And then head coverings in Corinth specifically, in that culture, a woman who wore a head covering was saying she was submissive or under the authority of her husband. So what he was really saying, it's not really about the head covering, it's about the authority of the husband over the wife. And I know authority is a tough word, but again, that's a whole different topic. It's not what you think. A woman's not meant to be a slave. They're equals. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, man. It's about order and bringing you know, uh, order to everything. And God yes. has a structure for a purpose. So I guess the best thing I say is is when you read those things, go back and read like the beginnings of the chapters and the whole book. And what is what is the context of what the scripture is saying? What is the heart behind it? So like today, yeah, man. there could be people, there are people that wear head coverings because they feel convicted to do that as a sign for themselves. Sure. But in our culture, people don't wear head coverings necessarily to show that. However, we can apply some things. A woman shouldn't, you know, just try to be a man, right? We know what that means. A woman yep. um, should, should, her heart should be focused not on outward adornment, just outward adornment, right? Beauty, yeah. It says, but also the inward it's qualities. Good, man. And also that she should respect her husband. And, and um, she should also not have authority over men and teach men because that's what it was saying too. And, so a woman can do whatever she wants in the church as long as it has does not involve teaching men. Um, and that's why I said be silent. Church, it doesn't mean be silent all the time. It right. means specifically in that case, in the service and teaching. Does that yeah, make sense? I, no, it 100% makes sense. And, and I wanted it's to ask context. you. I wanted to ask you because I feel like these almost go hand in hand because they say, like, what's like, how do we know things are like, how do we know which things are cultural and things that are literal? I feel like they kind of can go together, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like there's an overarching lesson, there's an overarching message behind whether it's a cultural thing or, or, or it's considered a literal thing. I think there's a bigger message to be had. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, you know, I think you explained that really well. And and I think sometimes we're we're almost like we get a little, uh, oh, like we kind of get like a, like some tunnel vision on like reading mm, something. That's good. Because, like, I think sometimes so, like, they use like the head coverings or like, you know, being silent in church, like... And, and, and they focus on the literal idea of a woman just being quiet in church instead of understanding, like you said, the overall, ar- the overarching idea of, like, sub- being submissive or whatever it may be. Sure. You know, sure. I hope that makes sense. But that was just, that's what came to my ma- my mind is I don't even think we need to necessarily always separate that either of, like, cultural to, like, literal. Yeah. I think sometimes there's just an overarching idea that's being missed because you're too focused on the... Oh, that specific verse. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point isn't just... Like, the point of this section isn't the head coverings. 
Exactly. Right, for instance. It's mm-hmm. the heart behind it. And you yes. can see that when you read the whole chapter. Good, it's good. So, anyway. Cool. Great question, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think you're uh, up now, yes, right? Yes, I am. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was just thinking. What's a funny story? Oh, here it goes. Number four. What's a funny story from your guys' childhood? Uh, there is, oh boy, there is several. Um, a funny story from my childhood. You know, it's funny. I, uh, so <laughs> this one, I don't know if a lot of people will think it's, it's necessarily funny, but I think it's funny. Dark ones, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not, it was in middle school. So I don't know if, okay. I don't know if people consider it childhood or not. Yeah, I, but dude, middle school is childhood. Okay. Kidding? I don't know. I don't High know school childhood. That's You're under the, <laughs> So there was this kid, uh, I'll call him, uh, let's call him, uh, what's his name? Billy. We'll call him Billy. There we go. So Billy was kind of a bully. (laughs) Billy Billy the bully. bully. Yes. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, So Billy was kind of a bully, but he was also like a really big goob at the same time. So it was one of those things where it didn't really make any sense. I just think no one wanted to deal with Billy. I gotcha. So... I had we had a friend who was very little. He was just he was just much smaller than everybody. Um, we'll call him Spencer. So Billy would just bully Spencer all the time. I mean, just just throw him around like he was just a jerk. Well, my other friend, uh, we'll call him uh, I don't know Hudson. Gosh, I'm coming up with ridiculous names because they're that's all I can think of. So one day Hudson, <laughs> that's a common name. Yeah, really. yeah. So so. Billy one day came up in between it was in, during a passing period and he he kind of shoved um oh gosh uh I, I'm forgetting the names of my people B- you got Billy Spencer and Hudson uh Spencer yeah, yeah. so he so he shoved Spencer and in, in, into the locker and he hit the locker really hard and then he you know like hobbled away like whoo so you know Billy's thinking he just got away with this well Hudson turns and goes I've had enough and I'm going, oh, no, <laughs> what's going to happen? Well, Hudson goes running after him and does this half clothesline, half slam, and knocks him out in one go. Unconscious. Unconscious. And gets on top of him like he's going to keep going. Oh, my God. Is Hudson your friend? Like yes, Hudson's okay. my friend. And, uh, Is this your huge friend? Yes. Okay. So that's and so um, yeah. just, just lays him out. <laughs> and the teacher goes, <gasps> Because it happens like right in front of her door. Oh yeah, that's. So I think I think he he realizes he's out. So he goes, okay, I'm not gonna hit him, but um, <laughs> I'm going whoa, whoa, and so people are like, how is this funny, AJ? So so well, first off, it was justice for one, and so I was like, that's I cool. I would have laughed too. I know exactly. How I am. I, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And so you know, later on, I get called down to the office because I was considered a witness. And I think the funny part comes in because I, I walk in there, you know, and I'm talking to the principal, and they're going, so what happened? I'm going, well, Billy's a bully, you know. So <laughs> I'm laying it out, and, you know, I'm going, Hudson shouldn't get in any trouble. <laughs> I'm going, it's He's ridiculous if he does. You exactly. And I am known to be a justi- justifiable lawyer <laughs> in the eyes of justification. So, you know, I'm going, you know, Hudson does not deserve to be, you know, Shouldn't get in any trouble for this, you know, going there and I'm just laying down the law. <laughs> they, they both end up getting in trouble still. Man, your case wasn't strong enough. Huh? Apparently not. So, you know, Spencer Spencer got somewhat justified and Billy Billy gets thrown so into. What, 
you Go know, ahead, he gets thrown into, you know, in-school suspension along with Hudson. So did Billy and Hudson, like, did it continue through high school with you or one leave or? Uh, no, they were both there. So so what was it like in high school? Uh, this carried on later on, and eventually Billy chilled out. Huh. Became pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. Became pretty cool. Did Hudson and him become friends somewhat? Not really. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I guess that'll see. Yeah, H- Hudson, it took a lot from Hudson to get him to really, I mean, he would, he would throw him around pretty bad. Like, we used to play football in, like, a little, like, field, and, mm-hmm. I mean, he would just jack, just lay him out. Throw Billy around? <laughs> rub his face in rocks like i mean like with like yeah he kind of bullied we, well, i was about to say do we know whether hudson is the reason billy was the bully no okay i mean so he, i mean billy was asking for it okay <laughs> so, so yeah he's asking for it so yeah billy was asking for it so you're probably asking i still asking why is this funny i don't know i guess it was just a funny situation man and it was just nice to see justice was there probably funnier stories in my life yeah for some reason that was the first one that came to mind that's good. That is good. <laughs> uh, I thought I had I had one, and then right at the last minute, I thought of one that's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you the first one because it's really quick. Second grade, I remember this distinctly. Oh man, um, I was a big kid, you know, thick. All right, thick, two C's. And um, we'll drink that in a minute. Don't open that yet. Oh my What's bad. The next thing here, my man. Bad, Come my on, bad. dude. We gotta share this together. That's but, true. And I forgot about it, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> but one of the so I for some reason we were having to eat in our classrooms. I've told you this before, I think. So we, I remember taking my tray and back. It's funny, man. I was sort of an introverted kid. However, this day, this day I wasn't. And I used to be fun, believe it or not. I was a fun kid. <laughs> I was a fun. Excuse me. My my even my high school friends probably say I was a fun guy. <laughs> fun guy. Anyway, uh, so I decided to, the teacher left, and that the class needed some entertainment. Yeah. So I got up in front of the class, and I can remember the dance as clear as day. Began to dance. And I bent over, realizing now what I did was essentially twerking, but as a child, that didn't exist. Sure. And I split my pants. Now, here's what makes this so amazing, is they were sweatpants. (laughs) I split sweatpants. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, that was embarrassing. Um, the other thing that happened, which is kind of okay, sort of looking back to sweetness of like innocence of childhood. So mm. in second grade, again, second v- grade's a big very year. big year for me. Might have actually this, I, and I'm going to just say this. I believe this might have been first grade. Okay, so first grade in in my elementary school was first through sixth grade. Okay, so middle school is just seventh and eighth in our school. So my buddy at the time, my best friend, I'll say his real name, I'll say his last name, his name was James. Okay. He's my best friend. Also, ironically, the first person I ever punched in the face. Um, he was bullying me. And Bullies, I came man. came back and told my dad that this guy was bullying me. This is like, we were, you know how it is, your friends, and then he, uh, well, actually, this, this ties perfectly in with the original story here, with what I was telling you. So anyway, I punched, I came home and I go, hey, dad, this happened, and he goes, hey, I remember he bent down on a knee and he goes, Next time you get bullied like that, I want you to make a fist. And I, he had me making. I said, he said, I want you to hit him in the face as hard as you can. So I did, because he was like cornering me. I remember I was like backing away, and he's cornering him and a bunch of his cronies, and uh, I I punched him in the jaw as hard as I could. And I remember it hurt terribly, <laughs> but I won the day until a few minutes later. When his older sister, who was in fifth grade, and her friends picked me up and threw me in the snow and threw snow down my shirt. Oh. So, 
Win, lose, I don't know. But same girl. It's a his win. sister, which I believe her name was Stacy, fifth grade. She was a fifth grader. I'm a first grader. Yeah. For some reason, there was a softball field at the back of our thing. Okay. And she kissed me. Okay. And I remember even then being like, well, that was nice. Just like a little, it was just a little peck, you yeah. know, like as a kid, innocence. However, kids messing around, they came and later told me, hey, which, which tells you that Stacy's life might have been <laughs> odd because she goes, her friend goes, Stacy's having a baby. <laughs> and I go, all right. So I went, <laughs> I, went, I went and told my friends, I was like, guys, I got to quit school. I got to get a job. <laughs> first, <laughs> first, because I thought she, I thought that's how people got pregnant. Bro, so I that's love, a true story. That's such a that's such a good story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> You're like, guys. I did. I remember sitting. <laughs> I gotta get a job. I got, I'm out of here. So. <laughs> I don't even remember. I might have even came home and told my parents. I was like, this is what happened. Did they laugh hysterically? Uh, no. I th- uh, I think my I think they're pretty stern. Like one, they did not like the fact that I this I was kissed. That's fair, man. It's um, an older girl. Fifth grade, man. Yeah, that makes grade. sense. A lot of weird experiences with that, actually. Yeah, you have. <laughs> All right. That's that's my story. Okay. You got one fun turn? Oh, I have multiple, but all of them involve oh, near-death experiences because that's my life... Good, bro. My life... Oh, they were hilarious afterwards. It's just at the moment, you just automatically thought you were going to die. I mean, I sat on a couch that was on fire at one point in the middle of a bonfire. That was only funny because I couldn't get out of it because I was bigger at the time. And then there was the the time where we, (laughs) this is actually funny, because I had a bunch of redneck friends, and they decided we're going to go mudding. Mm -hmm. Problem with this is, it was bone dry out, and it hadn't rained, and there was no mud. So therefore, we decided we were going to make a redneck swimming pool, which is you put tarps in the back of a truck, Mm -hmm. and you fill it up with water. Oh, sure. I've seen those. We didn't do it very well. (laughs) Um... We did this for a while, and then we got bored, and then so we just started doing what we could to get it wet. It wasn't really wet, but we said it was, and that was good enough, and mm. we decided to go mudding, quotation marks, and it was a bunch of guys. There was two guys at the cab, the ones that were knew what was going to happen, and then yeah. there was the rest of us in the back who didn't know what was going to happen. So there's me, like four or five other guys. I'm the biggest guy there. And the first guy goes through, and I remember even distinctly describing this, and he takes over, uh-huh. and he's a younger guy, and we knew him, and we didn't think anything of it. This guy had got us up on two wheels at one point, okay. and the even better part about this is I had an energy drink in my hand the whole time. So we're, first of all, was bone dry, so it's like concrete out there in the dirt. So you'd hit oh. a bump, you fly up five feet in the air and land back down. So I am landing on other people smaller than me. And there's just cries of pain. I know, I know this feeling. It's thrown in a guy's face. As we're all going around, there's a guy, <laughs> he looked over at me, he's like, I'm like, man, this energy drink's all gone. And he just goes, he just wipes his eyes and goes, I think I know where it went. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, I, here's the key part. He made you think you were going to die. Sure. My buddy at the time, my best friend, he took over. You guys have met him. Yeah. This is also the guy who had a school bus. <laughs> so we should have known. 
that it was a very Wait, bad he idea. Had a school bus? Oh, he, he no. hit a school bus. He hit a school bus. Yeah. Wow. He <laughs> called me afterwards too, and he was like, "Hey, man." So I hit a school bus, and I was the worst person to call because I went, "You hit a Twinkie? Are you serious? You hit a? Sc- How did you hit a school bus?" And then it was that twenty a minutes. Name for school bus? The Twinkie. Well, among our friends, it was. I, and I, it was I, also- no, I just I love hearing people's. Uh- Lingo. Lingo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friend, oh, yeah. Fr- yeah, friend ring lingo. Yeah. And I made fun of him ruthlessly. And then he also... Fringo. Anyway. Yeah. He also ran into a bunch <laughs> of other things. He was a terrible driver, and we yeah. let him drive. And oh, boy. Then there was the moment where we realized we could have possibly died, because he hit every bump, and he jackknifed it into every bump, and I still don't know how he did it. So we'd hit and eat. So if, if you're going, yeah. you want to kind of hit the other side so you bounce, but you don't want to actually hit in the ditch. <laughs> In these little crevices. You well, don't sure. want to. And he would every time. He would every time. So it hit, and then it'd go, boom, and you'd go flying in the air. Yeah. And you'd land on your shoulders, and then the truck would nearly roll. It would. We all walked away with bruises that day. Oh, I'd imagine. We all thought we were going to die. We were all terrified. And the funny part about this story is, is that energy drink got over everybody because I thought that this wasn't going to happen. Oh, no. And we all, and then I think I crushed at least three people, <laughs> at least Four or five times, and then got crushed by the other boys all at once because we flew around. And if none of us had a concussion after that day, it was a miracle. Did you guys have a term for this activity? Oh, we called it mudding. It was not mudding. Oh, that was mudding? Okay. I came up just now with redneck rodeo. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) This guy also took me out one time, and we kind of like, we hit the other side of the rivet uh, because it was going back into a field that was out by his property. And uh, we hit it every time, and he decimated my back. I'd I hit the ceiling. Like, I, I got hit, it hit in, I hit the ceiling, slammed back down, and we're just both going, Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> do that no more! <laughs> and then we came back, and then they told us to go clean up a bunch of, like, the dogs and everything, and we were I, just, like, limping. I can imagine that these people who had to get crushed by Clint, it probably hurt because I have, too, also been crushed by Clint. Oh, and I was even bigger. <laughs> Yeah, full weight on my single foot, dude. I was smaller then. No, I was smaller when I crushed you. Yeah, I was full <laughs> body weight, so I was like around three eighty, and I'm coming God. down on these people, and it's just boom, <laughs> no, boom, <laughs> dude. Poor, uh, poor uh, if I'm honest going, though, yeah. I can imagine that'd probably be a blast. Like if you're with your friend, just oh, getting sure. knocked around. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. probably a blast. Oh, it was a blast until the. <laughs> the death moment where we were like, we could actually die. We could, this guy could actually kill us. Like they, when we got up, so the other guy got us up on two wheels, but like you could tell, like he made you think it. It was like a roller coaster, but he was able to get it back down pretty quick. So it was just okay. We're on two wheels. Okay, now we're back on all four. That's the other guy got us on two us. wheels, and we thought it was over. We thought we were rolling. We, it was over. It was this is it. This is <laughs> we're all we're all praying in the back like. People's people back there were atheists and they were praying like. <laughs> <laughs> this dude. Is how, dude, we had a saying that when you got in this guy's truck because he had ran into so many things, you got down on your knees and you prayed that Jesus would protect you because this guy was that bad of a driver. Oh man, dude, it's so, it's so funny hearing people's lives like how things used to be because it's just so interesting to hear people's backgrounds and what they used to do for fun. Because <laughs> it's just so different, you know? Fun, know. make us feel alive. This is also the guy you got in his truck and accidentally would play trick and... Nope, that's not it. Chicken with people on the other side of the road. Yeah, she caught it. Nice. 
all the time. It would be like a <clears throat> not thirty, but it leads into thirty over by Busco, and he would be going around one of those giant bins, and he would just be in the other lane, and you'd be on your phone, and you'd look up and go, "Get over, get over!" As another car is coming, and he just goes, "Oh yeah," and you'd be like, "We could have just died." Can't judge him too hard. <laughs> Given AJ's and my experiences, when it comes to swerving last minute, <laughs> I tend to do that. Reminds me when I was 16, I was driving, had like when I finally could have my buddies, and we went down this dirt road, going to the, this guy's, actually this girl's house, hanging out with these people, and yeah, for some reason, man, I was like, hey, you guys think I should like? I I don't know what made me do this. I really don't because I'm not this kind of guy. I was like. I just, I think I, oh, I just, I remember, because this is part of the funny story. I just oh, looked and go, buckle up. <laughs> and my buddy, the one who lives in Arkansas, I've told you about, he immediately goes, everybody did except my friend Adam, this large, big, he's a big guy, red-haired oh, no. guy. And, I, and he goes, what? And I go, whoosh, whoosh, like back and forth so I would fishtail. Like I'm talking like in a movie, oh. man, like full out. And I was going like 60. So I was going, whoosh. And I lost control, essentially. It was a literal... It was so stupid, dude. And I ended up ramping off into a field. Like, ah, and I look back. <laughs> and he was in the air going... <laughs> like, that's it, dude. It was really stupid. Anyway, that's oh, the end that's of that. Stuff, dude. that. You know what that reminds me of? The one time we did minor... Minorly trespassing. We went to a buddy's barn, not a buddy's barn. We went to a guy's barn that was, he did not use this barn or a greenhouse. He just had the property. And my best friend at the time had broken in this place multiple times. And apparently they found cameras. And they also apparently smashed said cameras because that's how you want to make yourself look like you've not been there. And that's their whole plan. Well, somehow we had a huge party going on and somehow he got everybody to go out there, which typically he was not this charismatic or this persuasive. So he got people coming out there that were like, cause we, we, this was one of the big ones where we had, it wasn't just rednecks and mm-hmm. redneck girls and <laughs> Can't people. It was just, it wasn't just that. It was, it was straight people that have never been to a Kidding. crazy party. Of all like the things this. you said, that's not the, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the low bottom of totem pole. Anyways, uh, so we're out there, and then a car goes by, and we all duck down because this isn't our property. So we all jump down. We're like, everybody get down. So we all get down. And then the car comes back, and we go, you don't think that's the farmer, is it? And we all go, huh. And then we see a truck coming, and they go, that's the farmer's truck. So three guys take off into the cornfield. Like, snap your finger, gone. Literally gone. Literally, I turn around, and they are gone. They're halfway across the cornfield. I'm going... I've never seen these fools move this fast. Then we have like five or six girls that have never been in this type of situation. They are freaking out. They're like, we don't want to go to jail. We don't want to go to jail. Um, My buddy comes out of the barn and we go, yep, the farmer's coming. And he goes, he takes off into the cornfield. I go, this is the most, it's like a strange horror movie. The farmer's coming. (laughs) This isn't helpful. So he leaves me, uh, my buddy Raker and like four other people. And we're like, and not only to mention all the people that have never been in this situation in their lives. So we all duck down. We all start moving. And then we come up with a bright idea. Hey, we're just looking for my best friend's dog that escaped. This has happened before. So we 
we duck down, the farmer goes by, we eventually all leave and like try to go down, we're walking down the road, farmer come, uh, no, it was the car, came back and we're like, we're just searching for a Malamute, he got out, he's, he's walking around, we're trying <laughs> good to breed find to choose. him. good breed to choose, I had a Malamute, he ran and, uh, all the time. No, they're like, oh really? They're like this. I'm like, yeah, he got out, uh, name's Colt, if you see him, let uh, the house is up here, just let us know, we'll go wrangle him and get him back in. And they leave, and we proceed to go back eventually. And then one thing leads to another. We're back ducking down because the farmer comes back again. My buddy, no, no, huh, buddy's strong term. He comes flying up in his truck. So at this point, there's probably about 10 of us, and they all run up into the truck. And they're like, we got to go, we got to go. Again, more people take off into the cornfield, which... Do I know where they were going? No idea. I don't know if they knew where they were going. So they all go in. And then there's me, left alone, because I was the big kid, and I was the slowest. (laughs) So all of these skinny people run into the the truck, get in there, and I'm running (laughs) in. And he's going, come on, Clint, get in. Get in the truck. Get in the truck. And I'm going, leave me. I'm not going to get there. He's right there. And then... He goes, no, we don't leave you behind. The strangest moment of it's honor in this man's life. <laughs> so I get Yeah, in. you got to get to the end of this, though, bro. So I, we're, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I get up, I get in, crush seven people because we are packed full. So you full. made it. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes off, and then the farmer chases us. And then uh, this led to the later. Farmer. Later, we get in, we split off into two trucks because people are tired of getting crushed by me. Because um, I'm like on top of like five people. And then we proceeded to go down different back roads and blow up a guy's uh, transmission. You lived a wild life, he did. my friend. That's what I mean, man. The backgrounds of people are so interesting. He did. He came from a different world. Oh, man. yeah. <laughs> Leave me. It's really <laughs> anyway, it's such a dramatic movie. It's, like, it's true. I was reaching out. Good friend, though. He's like, I'm not leaving you. It's true, though. All right, I think we got one more. Okay. Oh, is it me? Okay. Yeah. Is there any <laughs> is there any extra biblical evidence of Jesus? Wait, I think I might read that weird. Is there any extra biblical evidence of Jesus's miracles? Actually, yes. And I did. Uh, you know, we try to do this with little to no um, research because we want to make it a real talk. But yeah. I have actually looked into this before, so I had to kind of get some of my sources. So. Here are some, try to make it fast, evidence, extra biblical meaning outside the Bible evidence of Jesus, at least how he was viewed, yeah. and a couple other things. So Tacitus, who was a, was a Roman senator, orator, ethnographer, which means where the different ethnic groups are, huh. and arguably the best of Roman historians, clearly not a Christian either. Wow. In his book, Annals, it's called Annals, he says this, neither, neither and he's describing... Um, <clears throat> just kind of Christians in general. Yeah. But he says, quote, neither human effort nor the emperor's generosity nor the placating of the gods ended the scandalous belief that the fire had been ordered by Nero. So he's discussing what happened about, he, the legend says that um, Nero started a fire later on and then blamed Christians. This was after Jesus. So that part is irrelevant. But listen to this. Therefore, to put down the rumor, <clears throat> Nero substituted as culprits and punished in the most unusual of the ways those hated for their shameful acts, whom the crowd called Christians. The founder of this name, Christ, Christus in Latin, had been executed in the reign of Tiberius by the procurator Pontius Pilate. So 
right there proves Pontius Pilate's existence that wow. this man died. Suppressed for a time, the deadly superstition erupted again, not only in Judea, the origin of this evil, but also in the city Rome, where all things horrible and shameful from everywhere come together and become popular. So it implies that this died and happened. Wow. Pretty cool. Josephus, who was a Jewish priest, not a Christian, not a believer. In fact, even though he was kind of considered by some, because he ended up working for the Romans, look this up, um, traitors, because he worked with the Romans. He was okay. pro, pro-Jew, celebrated when people became Jewish converts, like in his writings. So huh. he has no reason to be pro-Jesus. He's not yeah. a Christian. So he says this. He was a Jewish priest who grew up as an aristocrat in first century Palestine, ended up living in Rome, and he was supported by three successive emperors. But anyway, in his book, Jewish Antiquities, he mentions Jesus twice. One, <clears throat> he actually talks about James and when they killed James, the brother, uh, the apostle. Yeah. Being therefore this kind of person, i.e. a heartless, quote, a heartless Sadducee, and not an anonymous thinking that he had a favorable opportunity because Festus had died and Albinus was still on his way, called a meeting, literally Sanhedrin, of judges, and brought into it the brother of Jesus who is called Messiah. James by name and some others. He made the accusation that they had transgressed the law and he handed them over to be stoned. Wow. So Jesus who is called Messiah. That's nuts, man. So, And then we had also in another section, he said, Around this time there lived Jesus, a wise man, if indeed one ought to call him a man. For he was one who did surprising deeds, and a teacher of such people as accept the truth gladly. He went over many Jews and many of the Greeks. There we go. He was the Messiah. When Pilate, upon hearing him, accused by men of the highest order standing among us, had condemned him to be crucified, those who in the first place came to love him did not give up their affection for him. So even after he was killed. Man. For on the third day he appeared to them restored to life. This is Josephus saying that. <laughs> The prophets of God had prophesied this and countless other marvelous things about him, and the tribe of Christians so-called after him had still to this day not died out, have still to this day. Now, some say that last part was added by Christians to Josephus' account, <clears throat> but regardless, the part where it says he was the Messiah. Or, That's insane. Or um, even if you took that out, it says Pilate accused him. It backs up everything Scripture says. Wow. Another guy named Lucian of Samosota. Samuel Sata, who was a Greek satir- satirist, he wrote plays. Okay. <clears throat> he wrote a play called The Passing of Peregrinus. It doesn't really matter what it's about. Listen to this. It was then that he learned the marvelous wisdom of the Christians by associating with their priests and scribes in Palestine. And what else? In short order, he made them look like children, for he was a prophet, cult leader, heard of the congregation and everything all by himself. He interpreted and explained some of their books and wrote many himself. They revered him as a god. Because hmm. he's not even talking about him in a good way. Used him as a lawgiver and set him down as protector to be sure. After that, whom they still worship. The man, okay, no, this part, sorry, the first part was something about someone else. To be sure, other, after that, whom they still worship. The man who was crucified in Palestine because he introduced this new cult to the world. Listen to this. For having convinced themselves that they are going to be immortal and live forever, the poor wretches despise death and most even willingly give themselves up, meaning Christians. Furthermore, their first lawgiver persuaded them that they are all brothers of one another after they have transgressed once for all by denying the Greek gods and by worshiping that crucified sophist himself and a living according to his lies, to his laws, I'm sorry. So not a pro-Christian, but he is, again, backing up. The Still way acknowledging, was yeah, exactly. That's crazy. How about some evidence of the earthquake? All right. Now, this one's interesting. Not historical. Scientific from 2011. Whew. <clears throat> tangible, real scientific proof outside the Bible about the earthquake actually took pl- that happened with Christ died actually took place 
and came to light in 2011 when a trio of geologists, William Schwab and Brower, took core samples of Earth near Ein Gedi, which is just to the west of the Dead Sea, and they found evidence not only of the 31 BC earthquake described by Josephus also, because Josephus mentioned the earthquake about when he died, but also... Another that clearly had to form the sediments in the core samples in the year 31 AD, plus or minus a narrow window of five years on each side of the state, which easily overlapping with the crucifixion of Jesus. Um, Julius Africanus, this is about the earthquake again, who cites a historian named Thallus, okay, we don't know who this guy is, but he, this ancient historian Thallus yeah. said, quote, on the whole world there pressed a most fearful darkness, and the rocks were rent by an earthquake, and many places in Judea and other districts were thrown down. This darkness... Thallus, in the third book of his history, calls, as it appears to me, without reason, an eclipse of the sun. Not surprisingly, Thallus, who's not a Christian himself, rationalizes the darkness by stating it was an eclipse. So, <clears throat> in the third book of this history, um, so that last part is just clearly, he's not a Christian. It's it's right. So that that's not the quote. The quote ends with, as appears to me, without reason, an eclipse of the sun. So. He's not a Christian, so he's going to call it an eclipse. But he says, they're pressed the most fearful darkness. Rocks were rent by an earthquake. Many places in G and other districts were thrown down. Wow, man. <clears throat> so a lot, a lot of, of extra lot biblical of it, stuff man. out there, man. A lot of it. So, so cool. Uh, anyway, that's that. Cool really stuff good, out dude. there. That's why I said, I mean, he existed. Oh, 100%. I think that is probably where we'll end today because we've given him a lot of long shows lately. Oh, yeah. However, before we go, we got to try this out. Oh, yeah. We told you we were going to try it. Fun Turn brought it to us. You got there one too, Fun Turn? Because th- I got to throw you a bottle here. Uh, Mountain Dew Flaming Hot. Hey, Dew, get a hold of us. Sponsorship. We'll do more. This smells like regular Mountain Dew, by the way. It's insane. Mm, it does. Very Actually, with a little more hit of citrus, citrus I think. Mm. I will now be silent as AJ takes us on this ride. All right. So... To you. <coughs> Sorry. I had the same thing happen. <coughs> it's almost like the fever went down your throat. You did. <coughs> oh, that's crazy. You experienced the same thing. did it again. If you do this, do this when you take drink. Go. You go. <coughs> do it. <coughs> what is happening? <coughs> This, this is, is what sad. they reviewed about. This is poison. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do other people say this? What you said before. Oh, about the abomination? Like this, yeah. Having a stroke? Yeah. Hmm. Here's the thing. It's not hot at all. I literally have no heat at whatsoever. It's but it's the fumes. <laughs> the fumes will kill you. <laughs> Watch. The, the way I discovered it... <laughs> the way I discovered it is because... And we clanked cups. I, I, I brought it to my mouth quicker than you did, so I was going to wait on you. So I was sitting here like this, and then it went, and it choked me. I got a little burn in my throat now. Look at my eyes. Yeah, They're watering. Your eyes are watering. All right, what do you think about the flavor and such? I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I taste nothing. Right, it's so weird. I actually, this is so funny, and we have not talked. I was going to say the same thing. It doesn't even taste like, it tastes I, like it, nothing. It tastes like no Mountain Dew. It tastes like fumes. I, 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 it, it's not even weird. fumes. It just... There's fumes in a liquid. Yeah, this I don't understand like... it. It's tasteless, and I can see why they called it an abomination. Because... <laughs> what a strange thing. Yes, so oh. this is definitely not worth buying. It tastes like smog. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes yeah. like smog. Yeah, dude. It's so weird. Oh. It's It's got a weird orangish... It looks like you just like... 
uh, grinded up a bunch of carrots. It looks like it's carrot juice. Weird, man. Um, I kind of see what you're talking about. There's like a slight heat, but it's not. It, it, excuse me. So sorry. <laughs> it doesn't even taste like there's no taste. The heat is hardly there. Like I, even now, it, it I wouldn't even consider this heat. It just feels like like, like a minor discomfort. Makes me want to burp a lot. Um, the fumes will kill you. Um, I give this out of ten, like a two. This is terrible. I can see why they're having such terrible reviews because, like, there's not, there's no taste of Cheeto. There's no Mountain Dew. It somehow smells like Mountain Dew, though. That is true. But you don't taste it. It's kind of blowing my mind, really. Literally nothing. I can't taste a single thing. Me so I give it a 2 out of 10. This is terrible. I don't like it at all. And I'm still having the fumes in my throat. <clears throat> so, interesting. I, I, this is not going to be... A bl- this is not going to be... This is one of the things where people... They'll probably get big sales from the first... Um, from the first, like... People are going to be curious like we are. Yep. You know, that's it's probably gonna, what they're banking on. And then no one's ever going to buy it again. Oh, yeah. Anyway... That was a good adventure, though. Fun turn. I'd chuck you a bottle, but I don't think you want to. No, it's not worth anyway, it. Anyway, hey, it was a great show today. You want to say anything to the to the crowd, to the friends, to the book nook? To the fam. Pod squad. To the pod squad fam. Thank you so much for watching today or <coughs> Sorry, listening. You guys are awesome. Love you so much. If you are watching from any sort of our social media, please like it, share it, leave a little blurb at the top while you're watching it. Let people know that there's something good that comes from this. It'll also help us keep going. <laughs> But anyways, I love you guys so much. You guys are great. Uh, If you made it to this point, thank you for watching and and putting up with our ridiculousness. Hopefully you took something from it. Really good questions, yeah. Love you. Anything fun, Turner? Hey, you know the deal. Please like, share. Hey, guys, send those questions in. Uh, The type of questions came in today, what a great – thank you so much, and please continue to send those in. You don't know who you're blessing. We love to – I know we joke a lot, but this is the heart of it. We really want to be able to tackle some of these questions. and Actually, we love any questions. Um, including the ones you know that are you're just uncomfortable to ask sometimes in front of someone. But yeah, keep asking them, keep sending them, keep liking, sharing. If you want to donate to the show, we'd appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> we have a, a church that that supports this show, so it's not like we're rolling the money. Nah. Um, we want these guys to stick around and want us to stick around. Um, we'd love you to, particularly if you don't come to this church and you're a fan, you know, just take a second. Even even five dollars means a lot. It goes um, a long way. <clears throat> www.theremnant.life slash give. Uh, We appreciate you guys. Love you. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.